0: From Wakefield. It's the Ice Team Meme Show starring Noldog. i inviting you to join Noldog and his
1: guest this week, Andrew and Ryan Estes, to the show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Noldog. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Ice Team Meme Show with yours truly, Noldog. And I thank you for staying with us. And now it's time, for no further ado, than my favorite segment called what happened last week with no dog and in this segment what i like to do is talk about the news and current events and sports politics to my best ability business health entertainment international stuff to my best ability of course and everything and without uh, further ado let us begin In the first story in the ice team show news cycle in the moment of first vice president harris made a trip last week to central america where she was heard saying don't come to the migrant migrants hoping to come to come to the U.S. What's funny about this is that that's what Melania told Donald Trump during their wedding night. A series of unexpected events that Democrats and Republicans agreed on earlier this week, a multi-year, 500-plus billion dollar infrastructure deal, the largest in U.S. history. After hearing this, the military marched in Washington after they weren't given money for parts. As for you, Robin. Early, the country took another sigh of relief as the world learned that disgraced former New York mayor, Rudy Giuliani, has been suspended from practicing law in New York after false claims made work, uh, made working for Donald Trump. During this, his son raged so hard like a dump, uh, dump sorority girl, he filmed his reaction in the closest Olive Garden Park lot. Earlier this week, the queen of airhead politics herself, Marjorie Taylor Greene, made a comment arguing that paying for constant. Con- contraception effectively amounted to abortion you know even though contraceptive drugs do not include uh, induced abortions and what's the best part of this whole thing is those people want her elected because she's quote smart quote has good christian values and quote supports second amendment rights which is also what they say to their local priest before he gives all the boys and girls his eucharist <laughs> to the daily beast on wednesday an 80 year old man from nebraska murdered his wife because she had alzheimer's cop said if you thought talking your hot cheetah girls were psychic or psychotic this creep makes them uh makes them look like a puppy to a puppy to a bunch of teenage girls this guy is so uncomfortable he's he's like those old men on tiktok who make videos looking for younger women last week so another first as a commercial lobster diver was seriously injured last Friday morning when he was get this caught in the mouth of a humpback whale while feeding near a beach. Even Pinocchio and Popeye said, Yeah, fuck this, I'm out of here. And a news story that got green and blue-haired girls pissed off. Florida made it official as they banned their schools from teaching critical race theory in class. After reading, after reading this, every every health and college girl tried to um, Cancel them, their family, and friends so they could feel good about themselves for a few minutes. Boom. Last Friday saw a, a bigger jump in people doing something than people crossing into the US border. As last Friday, 2 million people flew around the country for the first time since before the pandemic started. And 94 percent of those who were college ready girls finally be able to go to Miami for an overdue spring break or vacation with their girlfriends. Boom. In some international news, last week, Israel sworn a new coalition ending Netanyahu's 12-year rule over the country as prime minister. We're seeing this on Fox News, you know, the only platform where he's not banned. Uh, banned on. Donald Trump cried so hard and munched into his gold-tasseled tass- uh, pillow that all of his tanning solution and blonde hair coloring formed into it, formed onto the pillow as his head. That joke was more stale than my grandparents' basement. Boom, and finally, in the final news, uh, news cycle story, the Ice Team Meme Show, to round it out, a story more false Andrew Andrew Giuliani's hopes as mayor this past month. Former White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany claimed this past, uh, last week she never lied as Trump's press secretary, setting belief in God. <laughs> yeah, okay. Her saying this is like Ted Bundy saying he didn't, like killing people back in the day. Her saying this is also like asking a child if they peed their pants and they say no when you can tell that they did, boom. That's what I've heard this past week in the news with no dog So we're right back to the show, and our guests for this week, Andrew and Ryan Estes. Two, one, and welcome back, everyone. It's been a long, long return back to the show. It's been a few
0: weeks. We 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 had to move a few things around. One day didn't work for one person, and vice versa. But finally, we're here. My dear guests on this show, they stuck with it, and after after many times of. Saying a day and then end up not working out a few days later. They stuck with it and they still want to do it. So I appreciate it again. Back to the show, Mr. Andrew Estes and debuting on the the greatest podcast ever out there. Not Joe Rogan's, not your mom's house, uh, the garbage, not Jimmy Connor's show, but mine, the Ice Team Meme Show with No Dog, Mr. Ryan Estes. I want to thank you both for joining me on on this show.
2: No problem. It's no, great to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um for, for those who are, are are new to this um to the show what this is is a podcast Yearly No Dog the Ice Team Meme Show and I have guests on that I enjoy to a great extent dear friends of myself which I consider both of these fine men um what I, what I do recommend is if you like what you listen to or view do myself and andrew ryan but more more for them because they really want you to like the podcast they really want you to hit that like button on all platforms subscribe to it smash that fucking like subscribe button follow it on the audio platforms share it with your friends and family hit that bell notification button because when you share it and you click that bell notification button and all the other stuff it really tells me that you enjoyed this and really want to invest further time into it because i know for a fact everyone who views and listens really loves it Um, but no no ryan andrew really want you to do this so please with that we want to shoot this off the moon, so one day can be bigger than joe rogan's um but as as i say that season three is coming to the end so obviously i had to have two the best as one of the last few guests of season two before we get to season three so they'll be coming up in the next few weeks bigger big time big time guests hopefully we're we're praying i'm not that much of a religious guy but we're praying so stay with us we'll we're, we're powering through but I, i'm looking forward to this episode i had so much stuff to because i didn't have to think of anything not i couldn't think of nothing to say to, to talk about i had loads of stuff to say so i'll get right into it now i'll start with mr andrew now you were on last so i, I I'd, I'd like to catch up on, on on what your life's been like since since you were last and obviously i saw you up at wheeler during your brother's vanquish but um now uh what, what's what's been going on in mr andrew's world since he was last on
2: uh, you know, I finished up my my semester this year, and now I'm uh, I'm working over at Quantico State Airport, helping uh, fuel, park, and service uh, m- many kinds of airplanes that come in. Um, pretty mostly civilian, but we get a couple military here and there. Uh, it's a pretty cool job. Keeps me busy for sure. Um. Yeah, it's pretty much majority of what I've been doing this summer. What Just I'm,
0: trying. what I'm curious about, mentioned that because I forgot about last time we saw the um, Wheeler match. Joe Biden flew to Kwanzaa, I
2: believe. He did.
0: Were, were you working that day, or did you it, was, day?
2: it was the. It was the day before my first day.
0: Oh uh, uh, yeah. that that sucks. That that was the day before your first day. That would have been probably the most biggest day in any Yeah. life. <laughs> uh, work fueling and unfueling planes. That would have been pretty interesting. I, I don't know if you'd be fueling the Air Force One.
2: No, yeah, we we weren't allowed near it. <laughs> that,
0: that that was that must have been because it was only there for that day. It wasn't there the, the next day he was here fast, but um How's it feel? I'm I'm also obviously you know as time goes on we move up and now you are a uh, upperclassman at uh, Bridgewater a, a big junior next year. How's does that feel? You know, Mr. Andrew Estes.
2: Um, you know, it feels pretty weird. Feels like I just started my freshman year. Yeah, it goes by. You fast. know, like recent, like feels like yesterday. But uh, it's crazy how fast two years going on three goes by. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what the last uh what the last two years bring and you
0: know, yeah, better than last year. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. Yes. I, we all can attest to that. Um, even maybe your own brother in particular. Um, it, but as this pandemic dies down, hopefully, I mean, sometimes they, they like to say stuff, you know, comes back. Cause you know, those fucking Republicans don't want to get their fucking vaccine. Um, you have, um, the regulations go down um i'm curious um how how is bridgewater going to operate next fall is it going to be all in person or is it still going gonna be the option to go online
2: um right now they they read they sent out an email about a couple weeks ago saying that like all the residence halls are going to be fully open right. um so there's not going to be like the mask they they lifted their mask rules mm-hmm. so like you don't if you're fully vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask anymore Um, I think they're going to trend they're transitioning. They said like a long time ago that they were going to be all in person in the fall, like, like pretty much back to pre pandemic levels. I think they'll have some options of like online and stuff just because for some people it works like just like for their schedules. Like I'm taking up like an asynchronous online, like our class just to help. But they've always had those um, even before the pandemic. But yeah, they're, they're trying to get back to like the pre pandemic. You know, class.
0: I, I know it. I know what you are. And speaking of you, Ryan, just saw on Twitter that the Ryan Center is going to be full capacity for next for next season. So I'm going to be we're going to be look, be rocking and rolling at some basketball games. Um, I, I don't know. I know what you were either doing. I don't know about Bridge run You can maybe um, speak about this. I know what you are They're requiring people to be vaccinated to be on campus. I don't know if they're doing that in Massachusetts. So I know Massachusetts has a different situation in terms of pandemic and whatnot.
2: Yeah, they're requiring it at my school, and I think, um, like, if you're taking any in-person classes or living on campus, yeah. they require you to get it. Like, I, I just had to send a thing in, like, proving mm-hmm. that I got it.
0: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I'm the type of person to be nosy, and my ears tend to be large enough like elephant ears to hear stuff. Now, at senior night, you had mentioned this to, I forget, someone who was, that you're no, going to be flying recreationally now and no longer professionally, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't want to, I didn't want to, you know, speculate anything. Um, for you though, I mean, you're big into flying and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I'll be waiting for, for my flight with my, my grandfather and, um, my dad, um, as I busted Ryan's chops often during the, uh, season about that. Um, uh, for you though, how hard was that decision to switch to just doing it recreation recreationally for fun?
2: Um, it was difficult. Uh, but, you know, it's just sometimes hard to manage, you know, school yeah. and doing flying at the same time. It's just a different approach on how to get your ratings yeah. and your licenses and stuff. Um, I started to see a lot of the benefits of, like, doing stuff on the ground, like management and yeah. doing airport operations and stuff. And I always thought that was really cool. So I'm kind of pursuing that, like, okay. primarily yeah. a little bit more. But I'm going to keep my private pilot license yeah. current and stuff. I'll keep using it and flying with it. And maybe one day, like, after I get out of school and have like a you know good job and stuff i'll be able to like finance getting the rest yeah. of my ratings and stuff and using them but like that's like you know more it's more i'm not really like stopping flying i'm just kind of like putting it yeah, on no, for, yeah, yeah. For yeah, a little while focus on other things
0: and it's also a, a huge economic investment as well for yes. this because i believe your father said that that like the uh flying you know was out of pocket um for some of the time up there which is also a thing you have to consider but i mean i mean if you love it you always find your way back to it um yep. but no it, yep. it's definitely um and do you regret making that decision changing
2: uh no no not really i think it was like a good decision yeah um it was difficult but i think oh, yeah. it was definitely for the better um you know i i, I think it was definitely like a, a good decision to make
0: now we 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 just mentioned a few seconds ago you working at the quonset airport i'm curious yep. How that came about. Now, was it because you were flying there sometimes or was it just, you know, hey, I want to you know work at an airport to see how it how it goes?
2: Um, You know, I, I like I've, I've been wanting to work in like an airport and okay. manage an airport one day or a, like a facility at an airport. So this is a really good uh, stepping stone to get okay. there. Just seeing how, you know, airplanes get serviced, how yeah. the inner workings of all that kind of goes on. So it was definitely a really good good choice. And I applied. To a couple uh, facilities in Rhode Island, one in Newport, one at Quonset, and I got the job at Quonset. Oh, so I was pretty pretty happy to get that. And yeah, it's it's definitely it's really cool. You know, every day is different, um, but it gives me a really good idea of how yeah, an airport is yeah, run, yeah. and, and learning more every day.
0: And it definitely gives you the skills and stuff like that. And plus, working at Quonset, I'm sure it's yeah. a better in- economic investment compared to Newport, crossing the bridge every day.
2: Yeah, it's um yeah I, I apply to Newport too because i I fly that's where I yeah. rent airplanes so I'm, I'm pretty I'm very familiar uh, with the airport there but it's nowhere near as busy um, you don't get as much like you know large jet traffic as Quonset. Mm. The, the runways at Newport are a lot shorter Now I'm
0: curious now comparing that working at Quonset, that means busy is it as busy or less busy than working as the lifeguard at the uh, Warden's Pond? <laughs>
2: Um. Yeah. Uh. Quant's definitely a little more busy than Larkin's pond. Oh, so I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, oh, yeah, there's some days Larkins that can be there's some day like weekends and if it's like a nice yeah. day, it's usually pretty busy. So sometimes still, are you
0: still working at Larkin's pond or no more?
2: Yeah, I'm doing like one day a week. Oh, okay. Give Give you
0: want you want to keep your stripes and say, listen, motherfuckers, I'm invested in this son of a bitch right here. Um. Well. Well. I. I I, I want to switch it to my new guest now, and the, making his debut on the show, Mr. Ryan. I, 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 like I said when we before we started going, as I'm stuttering my words, like Rain Man. Um, very happy and honored that you came on here and that we were able to get something through, and it it, it it's a great deal, you know, Andrew doing this and a lot I want to discuss, but I want to welcome you again on, on this show. It's a, it's great to have you as, as one of these, um, guests. And as I usually do with guests, I usually talk about the pandemic and COVID and how it's affected them. So for you the last year plus, how's it, how, how's it been for you handling it?
2: Um, it's, it's
3: been surprisingly good. I mean, it's, um, considering, you know, the hardships that COVID has kind of brought on on everyone. Um, i think just in hindsight it's been about as well as it could be yeah uh you know going into junior year you know you just kind of want to get through you know that whole stretch of uh classes you know everyone's always saying that junior year is usually the artist because it kind of sets up your senior year and all the things that go on then uh so for me at least i think um it was definitely a very different experience obviously considering this is a pandemic that happens yeah. probably once every
1: 100
3: a- a years but um, I, I think considering what we've been through, it was probably about uh, as good as it could be. I mean, it was it was actually a pretty positive experience, I think, this year, just being at SK. I think uh, the staff really handled it really well. Yeah. Uh, the administration, I think, made very good decisions for the most part. Um, some of them, I think, uh, could have been tweaked uh, a little bit better. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that's not so much... as them not doing the job they're supposed to just that maybe there could have been an easier way to still make these sort of things happen that they needed to. I think overall, I think uh, everyone higher up um, in the district did a very good job at handling uh, what's been thrown at us this year.
0: And uh, and I think they they don't get enough credit. I mean, definitely sure they, they have gotten credit, but I think there have been a lot of parents who have gone crazy, like, oh, this and all that and gone wild. It's like, they're trying to do the best they can, whether it's at the secondary or uh, at uh, the high school or middle school, elementary school, or even at college level. You know, we're doing the best we can. Most of the people, ninety-nine point nine percent of the people who are are alive right now inflicted by it, weren't alive for the nineteen-nineteen pandemic, one hundred and one, one hundred and two years ago. So it's it's hard to do, and at first it was rough, just extremely rough. I'm sure it was at the high school level and at Bridgewater, um, but I think overall, I think we tried our best, and you know, I'm glad to see that. There was a season and, you know, school to degree was going through and the graduation for uh, the, the seniors, but what, which I want to mention this tennis season, which is the main reason why I kind of want to discuss with you because there were some big points during it that you you had a big part to play and Andrew knows this, um, but a few weeks ago, and I wasn't expect I didn't know what to expect I didn't know what was going to happen I wasn't know if we're going to have it or not, as an alumni member. And we had it, and we went off for a bang, and you were in charge of it, along with your wonderful mother, senior night. Now, on top of going to school, playing sports, maybe having a job, friends, you were tasked, along with maybe the other juniors, I don't know, it could have been just you, working senior night and making sure it went off. Now, how challenging that was for you, because I'm sure it definitely brought a level of uh, tenseness trying to get it off in success.
3: Um. Yeah, I mean... It was a lot of planning, uh, considering we didn't know if we would be able to have it or what could be done. Um, You know, the protocols and the rules of what could be allowed and what couldn't be allowed were always changing at the time. So it was kind of hard to have a concrete plan made like months in advance like we have in past years. Um, If I remember correctly, I think we got the call from Mr. Lynch that Senior Night was on, if we would like it to, uh, 10 days before the whole match against Prout. So we really didn't have a lot of time, you know, to work out the kinks, but um, we pulled it together. And I think it was still a pretty solid senior night, all things considered. yeah. I mean, a Um,
0: lot of things were, were, and I don't mean to jump on top of your coattails, but it definitely, you know, I I think as an alumni, and Andrew, obviously, he's got, you know, bias to himself because he's your brother in blood. But I, I think overall, I think, you know, a week and a half to fucking plan this on top of getting everyone together, previous guys and getting pizza and this stuff, it was very, very successful. I think it was definitely different than years past, but yeah, you know, at least they got to do that, and at least and the seniors last year got to come back and and stuff. But well done for you. I definitely, I'm sure once it once it was happening, once you could relax, it was like, oh my god, thank god, because it was definitely stressful. I could tell for yourself it was definitely something that you would not want to do again.
3: Yeah, um, it was um, it was definitely interesting, especially the days leading up, just kind of oh, making yeah. sure everyone was. Uh, knowing what they were doing. Uh, I think the hardest part was uh, doing the speeches and like the the posters and stuff because yeah. uh, it only felt right to include the 2020 seniors in the senior night just because they didn't have that last year.
0: Yeah.
3: And uh, we did a good job, you know, of making sure that the speeches were done. And I got to give credit to the underclassmen too for stepping up because almost everyone on the team had a role in some way, shape, or form, whether that was making a poster or writing a speech or – some people, I think, even did a share of both, but um, everyone really, you know, did their job um, to make this senior night happen. So uh, even though I got, you know, like I might have been like planning it, I mean, it was still the people oh, no, who yeah. came through and did what they had to do.
0: Yes. So. It, it was definitely, it was very well done. And I, and I always, every senior night, I always get pissed that I don't do this at the end of the night. I had plenty of cake. I had like between the two days after from that night and then the night after, I'd like, Eight fucking slices of cake, and I felt disgusting. I felt the press Was like, oh, that's disgusting, having eight slices of cake each night. Um, I didn't have enough pizza. I should have grabbed a few more slices, but I, I, I meant my mental faculties kick in and say, oh, two's enough. That's it. Even though I'm hungry afterwards, that was very well, um, done. For you, though, I mean, it, this doesn't really pertain to Andrew in a sense, but for you, like I mentioned, the challenges and difficulties of senior night. There is also a season but we only, you know, starting later and only half the season for you, you know, regardless of, you know, you weren't, obviously you weren't captain, you, you're junior, but what were the difficulties that you think were present during the season? Cause I'm sure there definitely were for this season.
3: Uh Yeah, there was a lot, I think, to sort of unpack, uh, given that, you know, we were coming back after sort of a two year hiatus. Um, well, for one, uh, I think, the underclassmen coming in that were their first year playing was definitely an issue. Um, I think the sophomores uh, that came in this year were all very talented, especially the ones that were able to play varsity their, uh, their first year on the team. I almost said freshman year, but um, you know, uh, just that, yeah, they were very talented players to be able to uh, crack the doubles lineup that early in their careers. Um, But I think uh, one of the, problems that came with covid is an inability to sort of recruit and to sort of spread the word about the tennis program and that's sort of where we lost i think a lot of players to other sports but considering um the shortened season and how it was a lot later in the year than it typically is i think we did a good job of sort of working with what we had and being able to develop a lot of you know serious young talent uh from players who usually played other sports like i think there was um to avoid using names, there was a player who I think played soccer in the fall and he played tennis this year and he, you know, he worked really hard at on JV to start the season. And he eventually uh, made the doubles lineup and even played one doubles for a few matches. So, um, and he's still got two more years left. So just sort of that athletic talent that we can use uh, to build sort of a foundation for more years to come. It's definitely, it's definitely had its perks this year just to at least have a season and, you know, get people out there playing.
0: Mr. Prodigy himself, um, but uh, no, I, I use names all the time. I mean, when I, I forget who, I had uh, my friend, Rob Cruz on last week and we or two weeks ago and I mentioned, you know, the, the downfall that I had the episode prior to that, I had to take it down with the fucking guest I had on there. Um, but no, I, I, I think it's sort of, you know, what you mentioned there, you know, reflecting back on, and I think from my perspective. You missed last year, a bunch of seniors didn't get to play. You had software underclassmen who had no time to I mean, obviously you can go out and play whenever you want, but no real construct construction on improving their game and learning the basics. And you just it's like throwing newborn babies into the pool, let them float to the surface and trying to, you know, get them to do stuff. And I think obviously, you know, not that many people on the team this year because of COVID and whatnot, but you know, the way it started, slow, but it ended up finishing better than I expected. Believe me, And I think definitely players on the team, I would feel as though had the same sentiment, um, which is something I want to end the show with, um, getting back to it. Um, now, I want to ask, I'll ask you, Ryan, but Andrew, feel free to chime in. Going back to senior night, I think that my, the highlight of the night for me was when the seniors got their gifts and they opened it up and there was a box in there. And the bo- what the box was for the viewers and listeners at home and where you're listening and viewing this across the world, because I have international viewers, believe it or not, um, was a video game con- um, container or uh, case. And on it was R I R I, I forget, I-, I never can pronounce it correctly, R I L L 21. And it was the most genius idea ever, probably the greatest, one of the greatest senior presence ever, because Usually you get a blanket, you get a blanket or a sweatshirt or whatever it may be. But this year, Ryan switched it up and did the cases. And the back of it was my favorite part. Whereas the different modes is the Matt Max mode, Dynasty mode, uh, creative player, and creative season mode. It was the most genius thing ever. And then to have the Le- Legacy Edition where it was with Jerry on it was unbelievable and yeah, you know, I'm very proud that I'm. I, I made out to the back cover photo of the uh, of the uh, video game um, case, but it was it was a genius. So for I'm curious for you, Ryan, um, th- how that came about.
3: Uh, so it was sort of. I mean, it was an idea at first. You know, kind of like all things at this point. Yeah. Um, it started with an idea, and I think it was like after a match or something, and I was at home, and I I kind of. Um, I've, I was really into Photoshop, I think at the time, and I, I still am, but it was sort of like, I sort of just taught myself how to use it. And I think it was like, I was thinking about something that coach had said after the match. And I was like, you know what, I mean, this guy deserves to be on a video game cover. yeah well, So yeah. I found a template online. And it was like one of those like really weird PNGs. And it was like, it's yeah. like Xbox on it. So I put that on like uh a blank canvas and I found a picture of coach online and I uh I removed the background and put it on it and then I just put RIL Tennis 21. And I was like, "Oh, this is this is pretty cool." You know, I didn't think it was going to go much further than that. And then, you know, I thought with senior night coming up, I'm like, "All right, I'm going to try to do this." And then I found a bunch of blank Xbox covers on Amazon and then one thing led to another. And then um, it officially became a physical product. I mean, there was no disc, obviously, but yeah. I still think just seeing the reaction at Senior Night was definitely one of the better moments of the season for me. Oh, yeah. Just to well, see someone like that come to yeah. fruition, it was it was really cool.
0: Oh, it was fucking brilliant. Now, for you, Andrew, I mean, you got, I'm sure, I don't know, I'm sure you were, I don't know, were you at home while he was doing this, or were you in Bri- uh, at Bridgewater? I was at
2: home, yeah. yeah I was home at the... With- for-
0: For you, what was that like witnessing your brother create the the modern day Picasso work?
2: I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Like when he when he showed me the first like proof of it, like the first like digital thing, I'm like, that's genius. I was I it was so difficult for me not. To tell anyone, because yeah. I wanted, I, I was like, "This is awesome!" Like, but like, it, it was. I think it was so oh, worth, yeah, was, so worth a surprise because it it, seeing it, everyone's reaction. Oh, was it really was, cool.
0: it was brilliant. I mean, I, and my dad, you know my dad was confused. I think because I don't know what the hell was going on. He might not known what was going on. Of course, Jerry had no idea what was going on. And <laughs> then, um, and then uh, my dad, and he sees it. That was that was phenomenal. I mean, that was. I I, I wish I, I, I wish I had thought of something like that my senior. Year. Then again, I'm not artistic. And neither were the Kios or Kaczynski. So overall, oh, uh, a, a, a great night. But what I what I want to um, and Ryan with, with with you, and then we'll go back to um, Andrew and uh, you, I mean both of you. Now, the season, as I mentioned, didn't start out that great. One and four, and the the, the, t- the team, the team, individual players didn't do as well. But you know, what can we do? when You get top heavied with the top five teams on the top five teams in the division. And then the tides turn the night changes the day and finish the season five and four. And you, Mr. Ryan going, what was it a four or five match win streak to end the season? The season? It, was, it was something
3: like that. Yeah. It was like, I think it was five or six. Yeah. I mean, now, it was, now, it was now
0: for, for you, I mean, I, I mean, that definitely is something you know, obviously to be proud of. And it's something where you're like, how did this happen? But for you it kind of walk me through, what, what that was like for you mentally as, as well as, I guess, emotionally to, you know, go through that win streak.
3: Uh, I think it was, um, there's definitely a benefit to playing the five hardest teams in the division uh, as your first games Yeah. because it, it gives you a sense of where you are at uh, mentally, uh, emotionally, and definitely physically to play th- that kind of talent early on. Uh, it definitely gives you a workout in all three of those categories and it makes you a better player because to be able to play that talent and to sort of come out of it with a learning experience, especially coming from someone who's, it was their first year in the singles lineup, um, to have that experience very early in the season, uh, was definitely one that I think paid off in the long run because then I, you know, I went on that streak of wins, but, um, I think I definitely, uh, took a page out of the paper uh, out of the playbook, um, in terms of um, having a higher shot tolerance and just yeah. definitely improving my game, uh, and all different variations, but, um, yeah, for sure. And then I, I think it was just a really great experience just overall, yeah. I think just to be in the shoes of a singles player and, you know, after like, you know, since I've been watching these matches, since I was like yeah. in fifth or sixth grade, you know, when my brother was on the team, yeah. I mean, just to be in the, just to be in this role is just unbelievable oh, still.
0: For sure. I mean, it, 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 it helps, you know, when you're playing fucking schools like Proud and Smithfield, and no offense to Smithfield and, you know, Mary Lou Morris and her team, but it, it feels good, especially to get a win like that, but I, I, it was a very marvelous thing to do. Now, the next match, which was probably one of the biggest and most, besides, the, it was a state championship level match, I think, in terms of quality of play and in terms of intensity. Andrew was there, your father was there, and the team was watching, Semi quarterfinal match SK 10s for everyone viewing listening. SK fifth seed, maybe, and Wheeler was four. I don't, I don't know. And it comes down, winner moves on, loser goes home. We play it. Uh, uh, one, one doubles wins. Uh, Jimmy Burns, win, uh, Jimmy uh, Robin wins 2 0. Dame McGovern loses the match, one doubles loses. Three doubles three two two-wheeler. So and I'm like fuck, and I'm sure both of them were shitting in their boots as well in the meantime. And then it comes down to Ryan Estes and uh, and Matt Burns. Now the team, the other team, Wheeler, had stacked their line and switched players around. Like uh, they're trying to play a uh, find the find the penny in the cup trick, and it still didn't matter at the end of the day. Um, Matt Burns pulls out a tight match in, in, in the three in a three set win, and I you know. I, I cursed back and forth with the fucking assistant coach. As I normally do in any situation, I bite myself in the foot. And then it comes down to one match and it's Ryan Estes. The crowd's watching. Battle back and forth. Goes to a third set. It's a tiebreaker. Boom, boom, boom. Five, four, six, four, seven, four. six, four. Seven, four. Set point. Match point. Team point. Victory. Moving on to the semifinals at LaSalle. Now for you... I'm sure you were in shock for the next 24 hours. Walk me through what you were thinking during that match, whether it be from the from the beginning to end. I mean, in an abbreviated a version, abbreviated version, obviously, because we don't have three billion hours.
3: Right. Um. I think it was just. Uh. It's one of those matches that comes along every once in a hundred. I would say. I mean, it was. It was truly just a match where I wish that I could have absorbed more of it in the heat of the moment. And I, I think I did actually really well. Um, But I mean, the kid I was playing, I I think it was Harry Fang, but um, fantastic player. I mean, I think he's, I think he's a freshman, so he's still got three more years ahead of him. So he's, he's definitely going to go places, but I mean, he was a, he was a great opponent. I mean, he was uh, you know, he, he shook my hand at the end and we both knew it was a great match that was played but i think it was it was definitely a fight though and i think that um it was de- it definitely came down to mental toughness in the end mm. because just to hang in that match for 3 hours or something it was i mean it was it was brutal and it was i think it was weighing on us big time both yeah. of us and you know it came to a moment i think when i was i think i was sitting on the bench during a changeover in the third set and i was thinking of a match I played earlier, and I think it was uh, at the earlier of the season. It was Hendricken, and I was playing Braden Allen at four singles, and I had lost that one in three sets. So the question that was on my mind was, what can I do differently now that I failed to do against Braden Allen and pull this thing out? And you know, I I think it came down to a few things. So then I went out there and I focused on those few things and you know, made sure that I was resetting after every point mentally, you know, not getting myself down, knowing that the team had my back and just making sure that, you know, I was going to pull this one out. And, uh, I did. So it was, it was definitely a a great experience to be in that match and even just to get the win out. But I think it was just amazing, you know, to finally just come out on top in those matches where I've been so close, but fallen short.
0: Now I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to Andrew after this. Um, for you, to, I mean, those last few points definitely had to be very tense mentally for you because you're playing this and you're three points away from winning it for yourself and the team. And then also you have everyone watching. It's not just your your brother and your father, but uh, myself was there, Bur- uh, Buren was there than the team, and then the other team and their parents. So I'm sure it, it had to have been really heavy on, on you mentally to, to finish it off like that.
3: Yeah, uh, I think... It's just something that you've got to learn how to tune out. I mean, it it doesn't matter if you're playing at Curtis Corner. It doesn't matter if you're playing at Arthur Ashe. I mean, the crowd's not, in the end, it shouldn't be a factor in your head when you're playing these sorts of games where the points can mean everything. Um, And luckily, I I definitely had that mindset going into the third set and the tiebreaker especially. Just keep your head down, uh, put your blinders on. As Coach told us at the beginning of the match, and just you know, get the win for the team, and it felt great to pull it out yeah. at the end.
0: Now, I mean, for for Andrew, I mean, I was there watching you. You went to the Hendricken game, and this was another match you went to after. Um, I, I mean, obviously, compared to me, I, I clearly, I didn't have a, I, although I did have a life, but I went to all their matches besides the first two, and you went to the one and into this one. For you, though, watching from the sidelines how stressful it was for you because i'm sure as his older brother it definitely was stressful because you know you've been in the singles land before
2: uh yeah i was uh definitely on the edge of my seat the entire time even yeah. the end match too um it was really close there's a lot of times where it could have gone either way so yeah. it was just like it, it was great i mean i was definitely getting a workout in just standing there oh yeah so i could imagine how ryan felt but um yeah, the Wheeler match, especially me and my dad, were we were yeah we were oh. <laughs> we we're pacing around. We didn't. Oh, we, it was yeah. hard to stand still towards the end. Well, well, I remember you, you and
0: your father didn't move spots. You stayed underneath that tent around the area. Me, yep. meanwhile, myself, I kept moving. Obviously, you probably moved, but uh, back and forth around this side and that side, and it just was unbelievable. And it was it was one of the greatest matches ever. I thought it wasn't going to be. I, I didn't think and I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought the team was going to get blown out and up, and it was sweet because that team oh that I hate players who talk to other players during a match and that happened in doubles that match it happened in every single match where your opponents talk, I hate when your opponents try to talk to you like your friends and it's like listen here motherfucker I'm here to collect fucking Ws and kick your ass on the tennis court and off the court if I have to and I'm not here to make friends with you thank you very much good day i'm winning and I think that got into a lot of players' heads. And what I what I commend Ryan on is serious the whole time, and he's like that every single time. You know, I, I like to come around, cheer, and try to put my five cents in, like I'm some coach or whatever. And he's just focused, focused. And that's why, like, and that was a very a very great match. Now, both, of you, I want to say this one of the last few questions, i uh, things I want to discuss. Similar to myself, we have we share a love for a certain type of music. Unfortunately. The players that we've played together, me and Andrew, as well as Andrew and um, you, Ryan, and I guess I can add myself with that conversation with you, and Ryan. Uh, you, Ryan. We all enjoy the music that's quality. And it's not really auto-tuned, unlike most kids. And fans of classic rock and other classic music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Most people like uh, Lil Uzi Vert and Baby and all that shit. And Ryan and uh, Andrew, I never did it would pl- plug their phones into the speaker of the limo bus and play it. And I'm sure they got booze from it. Where did the love for a classic rock come from? And other music from that period come from boys.
2: Um, I remember like I went on this trip down to the Florida Keys um, with my Boy Scout troop and there was a lot, like a lot of my friends who are down there with me, they, they liked classic rock a lot. And they showed me like a lot of like the, the fundamentals, you know, I remember hearing
3: there, there's other, other troops
2: there too, that also listened to a lot of um, like classic rock. And we were in this big like dorm room. There was like 20 bunk beds in there. And there's a troop from Texas that was there. And this one kid had the speaker going just full of like classic rock. And I remember I was one of the first couple times I heard centerfolds and I still have it on my playlist today. So that, that, those, like, those, like, moments kind of, like, just got me into it. Like, that's when I first started, like, kind of, like, drifting towards that. Like, I, before that, I kind of listened to everything. But that was really when I started, like, kind of, like, enjoy, like, appreciating classic rock a lot more.
0: Oh,
3: yeah.
0: How about you, Ryan? What got you into that music? Someone to your brother?
3: Yeah, um, I would say probably my dad as my main influence. I mean, he's... He's definitely a big listener of, of 70s, 80s, not too much 90s, but mostly the 80s, I would say, is his main genre. So like your your Led Zeppelins, your Rushes, ACDCs, um, and I would say Andrew as well as yeah. a main source of that, because I, um, I would sort of mooch off his playlist every once in a while and I would find some good songs that I liked. But um, I think just having that common exposure to rock kind of from all sides of our family, uh, it definitely contributed a lot to uh, today's preferences uh, yeah, of music,
0: for sure. And I, I have to piggyback on that. You know, my father, you know, played a lot of that stuff. Big U two fan. I'm not a big U two fan. I, I I've heard a lot of their music, so it's kind of like I, I can't sit and listen to it. But it, it's definitely something. And, and you look at it and you say, look at the songs. Now you look at the rock music. Um, big fan of the Beach Boys the music their hits were in the early 60s let's get that out of the way early 60s were when their hits and still present today They're, they're still you know music is still popular as ever i mean i don't know about you guys but there are many groups on facebook dedicated to the beach boys dozens and dozens and dozens and you see it's like holy shit 60 years later and their music still is popular i'll be a son of a bitch that's amazing and then you look at this, for example, you look at a song, a rap, rap music, nothing against them. They're, they're talented in their own rights. At least they believe they are. Um, look at a song from a year ago, a rap, rap song. Can't think of any, I don't listen to rap music. Is it popular? One of the more popular ones. Is it still popular today? I don't know. You look at a, I'll give you an example. Migos, the song, Ric Flair drip. That song was popular a few, three or four years ago, whatever it was nowadays, no one talks about it. No one really plays it besides Ric Flair when he still wants to be relevant. And it's like, this is what that music does. It, it stays relevant and it, it stands the test of time. And you see these groups still together, 30th anniversary, 40th, 50th, 60th anniversary. And it, it's still impactful. You see some a case in point, George Harrison has been dead for 20 years or almost 20 years, just released uh, the 50th or 40th anniversary of all things must pass his, his, uh, record a four collection and it's like this man's been dead but still people want it and still want to buy it and it's it's impressive what i will say is this listen so this is the last few things I'll, I'll mention top five if you can top five or top three favorite uh, classic rock performers both of you first ryan
3: i'll oh, meet me first okay yeah. i can do that if you can't think of five, um, do three yeah okay. I-, I can do five um so let's see I'll go from five to one because okay. countdowns. Um, let's see. Number five, um, and this isn't saying they're bad. This is just oh, in yeah, terms yeah. of what I would rank them as. Uh, oof. I would say say Weezer. Um, okay. I, I do like Weezer. I think they're more 90s, but yeah. there's, there's a few other hits that I really like. Uh, Buddy Holly is a good one. Okay. Island in the Sun. Um, Beverly Hills is a good one. Um just a solid band overall. Um nothing to complain about there. Uh let's see, number four. Um oh I mean this is, this is really hard. I mean I, I do like Sublime. Sublime yeah. is pretty good. Um I, I'm trying to think of a band, but I'll do an artist instead, and oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, say yeah. Bill, I'll say Billy Joel. Oh, yeah, that's, uh,
0: no, yeah that Billy, works. It, yeah, it doesn't have to be fans. It can be artists. Yeah.
3: Um, Billy Joel is really – I really like Billy Joel. Yeah. Um, I think it might be just a combination of just the style of music he has. It's, oh. it's very piano-based, but yeah. I think it's – the genres he's able to cover with a single instrument is uh, pretty cool and fascinating, I would say. Um, and there's – countless songs i could name as examples but i'd say one of my favorites is probably scenes from an italian restaurant that's okay. a good one so that's number four uh number that three was, that, was,
0: that was three because you said um you said weezer then sublime then billy joel
3: oh i was just mentioning sublime uh, uh, i think okay. that four would be billy joel yeah right. uh three i would say is green day okay um green day is pretty good um you know your usual albums i'd say american is probably my favorite or i think it's a tie between that and dookie as my favorite albums um basket case uh you know when i come around long view just the the basics but um it's a, it's a very solid band very good music um number two i would say led zeppelin okay um They've definitely been trending upward, I think, lately on my playlist, as I've noticed. Um, I've been listening to a lot of their stuff. I I can't name any particular albums from them. I just can name the songs. But, I mean, that's just really all you need to know. Um, Stairway to Heaven. If I didn't mention that one, I feel like I'd be doing them a disservice. Yeah. I mean, it's a great song. Timeless. Um, Black Dog is good. Uh, yeah, just a very solid band. and. You know, I'll definitely be listening to them for a very long time afterwards. Uh, And the number one spot, uh, in my mind, goes to the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: Okay, okay.
3: So um, I've been listening to them since freshman year, and I I would have actually have very fond memories of going to uh, away matches on the bus freshman year for tennis, and I'd have – I think it was – I had like a compilation playlist but i have like under the bridge scar tissue and a lot of those songs from chili peppers but that would be like one of my best memories from tennis would be the Mm -hmm. away trips but it would sort of get me in a good mindset to get out there and and play some tennis but um just overall i think it's it's been a very enjoyable band so um i would say that's probably my number one
0: estes uh, uh, junior captain estes how about you now it can be it can be top 5 it can be band it can be can bands and solo artists in
1: the top 5 or top 3 as well
2: All right, cool so my top 5 in, in no particular order um i like boston a lot oh. they really boston's really good um i'm a big i like acdc
0: okay
2: i think they're uh i think they're pretty solid um who else do i like oh aerosmith okay. i like aerosmith Okay. um rush is another good one good. and uh foreigner i think those are like kind of my like top five at the moment yeah, there you go
0: yeah. um now if i have to go me personally i don't really feel as though i i, I need to share but i will just you know, reciprocate and i think for me i think i mean there is an order but it's hard to it's hard to say and i just had my phone out to try to quick look um i i think def- uh, billy joel definitely it's just for me though for for me though when i for me listening music it's definitely the vibe i'm in, in the moment sometimes certain music i listen to i mean the beach boys i play all the time all day billy joel i'll listen to but it has to be you know a certain moment bob dylan has to be a, a certain moment i will say though i think that two, number two for me george harrison by far one of my one of my favorites of all time i i think you know, sure, uh, I mean, Ringo Starr, no offense to him, but not the biggest Beatle of them all. Then there was John Lennon and Paul, both very successful, great. I mean, John Lennon didn't have enough time to be as successful as they should have been. And, yeah, Paul McCartney was very great. Has done very well in solo tour as well as the Beatles. But I think George Harrison was better because he was more for the music and less for the spotlight compared to, I think, Paul and maybe Ringo. I think number one, though, definitely is – is the Beach Boys? I I love their music. I mean, just the, like you said about Billy Joel, the the genres that he did and was able to cover did master uh, master of a job. And I think the Beach Boys they covered so many different not genres but topics and discussions because it just wasn't about the California life and the sun and girls and cars and that type of stuff and summer. And they talked about you know depression, m- mortality, uh, relationships. You had a song, A Day in the Life of the Tree, off their Surf's Up album. They made an album strictly in Holland. So they covered so much, and it now is you know, being appreciated more. I think also James Taylor, one of my favorites of all time. Uh, he, he's got great songs. And I think so that's three. Eric Clapton's there. I, I love Eric Clapton, although recently he's become more of an anti-mask and vaxxer, um, which, which is unfortunate that in this current political climate, it, it affects what we view on people this stuff is beautiful. Um you know, for, well, I, I can't really think what do I have here on my floor. I have loads of records. I think what I oh what I will say now it, it, it doesn't really count, but I guess it could now the drummer of the Beach Boys, Dennis Wilson. He had a. he almost had a solo tour, but he put out two albums, unfinished, Bamboo and Pacific are both the most beautiful, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching stuff ever. And I have to those are my top five and in no particular, but the Beach Boys are definitely number one. Now the last thing I want to mention. As we got 15 minutes, at least for you guys. Um, a few years ago, we saw a movie together after going to Applebee's. Applebee's, that's like my voice cracks. The Rise of Skywalker. We go to Applebee's, Ryan's out there. He's got a party to go to. And he leaves just for us. And we go see it. in Applebee's, a lovely lady, Mrs. O'Pierce comes and serves our table. And <laughs> it's me and my father sitting on one side. Andrew, his girlfriend, and his father sitting on the other side. Now, me personally... I'm not blind. Some people may be. I'm a good judgment of people, I I would think. I tend to hold on to grudges a little longer, but who cares? I don't give a fuck. No, I don't see the resemblance we share. And Miss O'Pearce, who's a sub and bless her heart for those out there viewing, listening, says, Are you all related? No. I look like my father. You guys look like your father. I don't know how we look alike. Both you and your brother and your father tend to have a, a darker pigmentation of skin than me and my father. Me and my father are more the color of Ryan's bedroom ceiling than uh, your brother's. And we're like, ha, 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 ha. no, we're not. We're just friends. And I was like, how is that possible that we look alike? Regardless, food was great as always. And we go see the movie. And it was one of the greatest moments of my life, seeing it, because it was such a such a great great movie and i'm looking forward to the uh the next ones but i'm sure you both enjoyed that movie as well because i know we kept looking and talking to each other during it
3: and uh yeah um oh uh, i'm sorry no 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 no, no, no
0: either you either, know either.
3: yeah um i i think it was very solid rap to the skywalker saga yeah. um you know I, i've been watching star wars as long as i can remember oh, yeah. i mean with my brother and my dad Uh, my mom's not really too much of a fan but i mean she's
0: probably a star trek fan
3: she, she she tries um no it's all right i mean um but yeah i think it was a really solid movie i think it definitely did uh fan service very well i think there were a lot of reveals that people who had been fans of the franchise for a long time yeah uh certainly appreciated um I think, well, I mean, I'm just going to get right into the spoilers, but uh, when Lando appears, I think that was really cool. Oh, that was amazing. Because, um, he, you know, no one's really seen him in movies for <clears throat> quite some time. Um, seeing some of the smaller, uh, minor characters from the just the sequel trilogy come back, like Rose <laughs> from The Last Jedi, uh, that was really cool, just to see them, you know, show up in another movie.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: my one critique, I would say, uh, segueing into this would be, if she had a bigger role in the movie because it kind of focused on her a lot in The Last Jedi. And I kind of thought it was odd how she kind of disappeared into the background in The Rise of Skywalker. But um, I'm glad that she at least was in the movie for the most part. And because I think it was, they really wanted to delve into the connection between Finn and Rose after The Last Jedi when Rose sacrificed herself to save Finn. But, um, you know, we, we all wish for stuff. Yeah. but um nevertheless I think it was a very very solid end to this saga yeah um and it's it's kind of interesting because now there's not too many I guess so to speak traditional movies coming out yeah uh, as part of the Star Wars extended universe in the next few years I know they announced uh the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron yeah which does not have a release date yet but it seems like it'd be pretty good yeah. Um, but they seem to be focusing mostly on Disney Plus series yeah. um, for the next uh, foreseeable future, which I'm definitely not uh, critiquing. I actually have been a amazing fan of what they've been able to create so far, uh, whether that be The Mandalorian, which I have been a huge fan of since the beginning. Uh, I'm sure Andrew can say the same. Uh, the final season of Clone Wars, which was amazing as always. Oh, yeah um and more recently the bad batch which okay. has been absolutely fantastic um just
0: i love the last ep- the most recent episode of the, yes. bad
3: batch. the episode eight has been everything i wish the series could be and more yeah. um but nothing still but bright future for yeah. lucasfilm and star wars
0: now, now for, now, andrew i don't know if you hold the same sentiment as not for the episode but I'm, I'm sure to a degree you do
2: yeah, no, I, I agree with all of that. Um, I, I really liked, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. I think it was a good, you know, I think any, any Star Wars movie I think is good. Like, yeah, there are some plot holes. I think there were some oh, questions yeah. that could have definitely been answered better. Like, you know, Snoke, you know. Like, yeah. I feel like they just showed a bunch of clone Snoke's. Didn't say why. You know, I mean, I know, like, Palpatine created him, but I feel like there's got to be more of a backstory. Um I don't I think I think overall I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was cool to see Lando come back and see a lot of like veterans from the original trilogies come back, especially at the scene at the end when all the like all the ships, like thousands yeah. of ships show up. Like I think it was cool to like wedge Antilles like make a a cameo in there. Like I, I think it was cool to like bring back a lot of the older yeah. like the older uh cast. But yeah, I agree with Ryan too. I think Mandalorian and um all the Disney Plus shows that they have going on, I think they're appealing to a big fan base and everyone seems to be happy. Like, everything that's come out, I think, has made people happy. I think the sequels is kind of like a on and off for some people, but as so far, from what I've heard, like all of the, live action shows in the Clone Wars, everyone who has seen it, like along with me, enjoyed it. So I think that's good to see. And And it's good to see they're coming out with more.
0: And I think at the end of the day, which is the main mission point of it, 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 it's fulfilling, I guess, what George Lucas always wanted to do to you know, leave an impact on it. Now, is this the direction he would go in? Maybe not. I don't know. I think it was. I mean, he was involved with... Uh, the six or six out of the seven or, or not the last one not in particular that much but the la- most of them for Clone Wars he was involved with heavily, and obviously he based his the characters off the other ones but you know it's continuing the impact that they had and the sequels definitely had a a, a preference to some and some liked it some didn't, I'm a nostalgia fan so I, I did enjoy Last Jedi to the degree I thought it was cringe unlike Ryan I didn't enjoy Rose I didn't think she was my favorite character, but overall it is what it is and that's what makes Star Wars great can have different opinions but i think the rise of skywalker definitely as, as you said andrew there definitely were opinions that are plot holes that you're like how does it happen or for example i mean we everyone knew i think if you're a big star fan that uh palpatine was going to come back but he just comes back after dying twice um or or, or yeah no once um that now oh all of a sudden um, like richard Nixon, i'm back and all of a sudden, it, it, a it comes back again. It's like, huh? Or at the end with, um, spoiler alert, Ray Skywalker. Uh huh. It, it doesn't make sense, but whatever. But I, Lando Calrissian was my favorite. And what really tells you about how big of an impact Star Wars has is when you're at Applebee's with friends, and your friend brings his girlfriend, and all you're talking about for the majority of it is Star Wars ships and your favorite cruiser and that stuff, which was a, a large chunk of the conversation net which tells you that star wars is a special thing but i remember each time i'd look over to both of you and i was like oh my gosh did you see that oh my gosh and, it, and i liked wedge and tail is um hey i'm looking forward to the to the stuff i'm pissed that uh the obi-wan uh s- series took so long and that it was gonna be movies but now it's episodes and Clone Wars was great. Uh, uh, Bad Batch was phenomenal. I'm looking, look, looking forward to it. the Mandalorian. I don't know what the book of Boba will be, but who knows? But it's, it's, it's a bright future. Um, but man, that was, that was great. But Ryan Andrew Estes, this has been a blast, man. I, I boys, I, I had fun. This is your time here on the Ice T and Mutual Knowledge. Like I, I really appreciate it. I, I think we, we ended a little early. Six minutes early, we ended. Uh. But no, I, I appreciate greatly. I, I I can't begin to express what the, the appreciation I have, you know, sticking with it. And after a week of, you know, oh, this day works for me. Oh, but it ends up this doesn't work for this person. You're moving it around, still doing it, still committed to it and, you know, jumping to it. And I mean, I thank you, Andrew, for recommending to have your brother on the show. And I, I'm happy that we were able to have both of you and that the audio worked for both of you guys. And it wasn't like, you know, you could hear each other in the same room. But it was it, I enjoyed it, and I had to I had to uh, mention rock and roll music. I had to do that because I know that's a big part, and we joke about it a lot. I had to mention the unite but I say sincerely from the deepest depths of my heart, I, I thank you both very much for coming on the show. It means more than I can express. And for those out there who are listening, viewing, the hell are you doing with the show, if you like what you're listening to or viewing, click the smash the fuck out of that like button or that thumbs up button. Click that bell notification on, subscribe. Out of this motherfucker so much. Click that arrow button because what that does is share it to other friends and family and that tells us hey listen hey mom dad cousin grandma billy grandpa billy whatever it is listen to this, watch this great episode listen to this great episode with old dog and his two wonderful guests andrew and ryan estes talk about rock and roll music star wars and so much more means a great talk because i want this to expand because right now i'm doing it in my room folks and i, I want to move out and do it make it big because it's just a green screen behind me so well, one day i'd be like that tonight show with johnny carson not jimmy Fallon. fuck that version but uh, that that's all I can say. Big, bigger, and better things are coming up. But you know, I I I I just I'll end with this. You know, tune in next week for another edition of the Ice Day Meme Show. It's gonna be great. And until then, take care and good night. And the words of Johnny Carson, the legend and role model. I bid you all a heartfelt good night.
1: See you, folks.